Here's one thing that I want to mention really quick that that I think people should always keep in mind. People remember service long after they forget your name or long after they forget, let's say, that business name, right? You go to that restaurant and when you arrive, the valet guy just opens the door. Hey, welcome here, you know, and they give you this excellent service. Months after, you forget about the restaurant name, but you don't forget about the service. Oh man, what was that restaurant? The service was just so great. Their approach, their friendliness and everything, right? It works the same way when you approach somebody personally. When you approach them with great service, meaning adding value to them and and, and, and just uh, your approach is very friendly and just adding value, they're gonna remember that long after they probably even remember your name. Welcome to The Defense Never Rests with Morgan and Akins, your monthly dose of uncommon sense about all things legal and some that are not. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode of The Defense Never Rests. I'm your host, Megan Henry, and today I'm joined by repeat guests, uh, Josh Diggs and Chris Guitares. Um, and we're here to talk about personal branding and marketing. Um, both Chris and, Chris and Josh have done amazing jobs launching their own businesses and really making their their online presence and, you know, their online branding very known on, you know, all the avenues that they do it. So they're here to talk about like how they got started and, you know, the efforts they put in and just some advice for people who might be just starting out or not even knowing how to even approach personal branding. So with that, let's bring them in. Good afternoon, Josh and Chris. Thanks so much for joining me again on the Defense of Arrest. I'm so happy to have you both back. Awesome. Glad to be here. Yeah. <laughs> so we're changing gears a little bit for this discussion today. We're talking about uh, personal branding and how, how to build your personal brand and in, in presence, um, and specifically on, online too, because that's how a lot of us are, are doing it these days. But you know, you guys were already on the podcast uh, not so long ago, but just for uh, you know, some of my listeners who may have missed that podcast, I will let them know where to find it. But you know let's give them a little background of who you are and why you're here and why, why we're chatting again. Um, so I'm going to start with, with you, Josh. Um, you know, if you could just give us a little rundown, who's Josh Diggs, what do you do and why should we listen to you? (laughs) And the question is who doesn't know Josh Diggs? (laughs) Okay. So Josh Diggs, uh, let's see, director of claims at modern rain insurance brokers, uh, power connector, uh, let's see, work comp ninja, probably a few other uh, creative titles, but uh, I think that kind of covers the ma- the majority of it. But I, I we can't just you kind of bypass what you did though. So you <clears throat> oh, okay. you started started Modern Rain with, with a, another partner, um, but you built yeah. it up from the ground ground up with your partner. So you know, um, and that goes directly into what we're talking about today is branding and how how you've built up that business. So. You know, let sure. us know how did it, how did you get started with Modern Rain and you know I know you you I, you talked about it during the last podcast you partnered up with with your partner and you know I think he had some really innovative ideas and you worked together to start the business together. Absolutely, no, I didn't know you wanted the full uh, the Forrest Gump story. I can I can dig in. So uh, let's Forrest see. Gump light. Forrest Gump ish. So twenty two years ago, I started uh, in the work comp industry, literally uh, at the mailroom of State Fund in California. And I had no idea that I was going to stay in insurance and just kind of slowly worked my way up. And then I was going to, I was working there through college, ultimately got my degree and, uh, and felt like I was going to give this uh, career a shot. So ended up moving into a claims examiner role and then kind of bounced around from, um, from state fund to AIG and then ultimately Sedgwick. 
handling claims uh, work comp on the, on the work comp desk, eventually moved on to the broker side of things. And I kind of really uh, came into my own, if you will, got a taste of the entrepreneurial kind of um, um, bug and uh, teamed up with Zach Brown at the time, who is not my current business partner, but really just kind of helped unleash kind of the beast that was, you know, he helped kind of see that was in me. And, um, you know, there was, there were some things that I was really good at talking to clients, being genuine, being passionate, all these other things. And then of course, having that technical knowledge uh, of work comp claims and was able to parlay that into being uh, a director. We started uh, a company that we ended up selling and then ultimately ended up um, starting Modern Rain Insurance Brokers. And that uh, we're, we're about, we turned one year old last month. So we're rocking and rolling. We're up to roughly 24 employees uh, growing and retail brokerage in Southern California. And uh, again, that's that's probably the, the short version there. But along the way, maybe that's kind of tying it all in. Along the way, uh, we've, we've done a really good job of, of branding ourselves kind of with this, this passion, this advocacy, the genuine kind of person that you, you see here, I think has been on display uh, often um, over the last you know six, seven, eight, nine years on LinkedIn. And for some reason, People gravitate to that message. Uh, the message resonates with a lot of people, whether it's the claim specific, whether it's the, the journey, whether it's the entrepreneurial um, kind of approach, whatever it is, uh, people tend to, um, to be um, interested in it. Uh, I get a lot of messages and, and people wanting some mentorship, guidance, that kind of thing. So along the way, personal branding has really helped kind of the foundation of what we do and it really helped propel the momentum, kind of just amplify the message of who we are. It also kind of helps kind of define who you are. So you kind of like, you don't go off in so many different directions and try to be too many things. So you water down what you're good at. Yeah, I think that's, that's definitely, that definitely part of it. And I, I think just often just posting about my thoughts, my ideas, my wins, my successes, maybe some losses that growth opportunities kind of along the way. I think people just kind of get a sense that they know me, even though they may not have ever actually met me. And uh, the branding has a lot to do with that. So they see me, I think they feel the passion, they feel the energy, they feel the aggression or whatever it is that I'm posting about at the time. And, um, and I think that's really kind of just helped with any new business opportunities with, uh, and ultimately has translated into modern rain opportunities for recruiting purposes, a lot of other things, a lot of other ancillary benefits that have, that have come out of this, this branding, if you yeah. will, uh, this personal brand. So, and so along the way, you've become acquainted with Chris, who also is his own entrepreneurial uh, in his own right. And Chris started Strike National Investigations. So, Chris, why don't you talk a little bit about, you know, how you how, how you came to launch Strike um, and kind of your steps in that that process? Yeah, sure thing. I'll, I'll give the five minute version because uh, I can sit down for like five hours to talk about this. <laughs> but uh, um, so I also come uh, have a claims background and uh, law enforcement background. So kind of a mixture of both. And that's what uh, prompted me to uh, get into the private investigations industry, more specifically geared towards um, insurance fraud and defense. So I started i would say my career when i was like 12 uh, with the police cadet program at uh, my uh, local police department and then since there I just kind of worked my way up until i uh, turned 18 and got hired by the police department um, so worked different divisions dispatcher records detective bureau patrol um, and then after that went into uh, private investigations um, i was lending in the er too often so law enforcement wasn't really 
the thing no more. Um, and, uh, and then I would always hear people talk about how SIU was uh, top of the top. They, they were the elite guys of the industry. So I was like, okay, well, I got to be there too. So I uh, went and I um, applied for Geico insurance and uh, it was like 120 people for one position. And I ended up making it uh, not because of the years of experience. Everybody probably had like 20 years on me. Um, but I guess they just really liked me a lot because I was really good at um, selling myself during the mm -hmm. interview. And that goes hand in hand with personal branding. Um, quickly rose after two, three years to being ranked number one in the entire country uh, for, the, for the entire company. And then went to Liberty Mutual as well. Um, there was the same thing too. I was the youngest investigator in the whole country. And, um, and then I started my own thing. So uh, it wasn't strike at the beginning. It was uh, under a different company name. And then eventually the, the strike brand came in um, once we obtained national coverage. But personal branding was uh, really critical in the entire process. And it still is. Um, I remember a couple of years ago, I was going through um, interviewing and uh, body language uh, detection training. And my instructor was uh, also an instructor for the CIA. And he said, hey, look, I can tell that you're the youngest guy here in this room. Everybody is like gray hair and, you know, beers and probably some guys with some canes and uh, you're not. So um, you're not really going to be able to sell to, to people the idea that you have decades <clears throat> of experience. And that's not really going to work because they're going to look at you and they're going to be like, mm, how does this guy who looks like he's probably like 15 um, have decades of experience. So you're going to have to sell them the idea of all the certifications and specialties that you have. That's what you need to brag about. And so that, that really stuck with me. And since then, that's what I made it a goal. Every time that I would talk to somebody and whether it was a prospect, whether it was a business opportunity, whatever the situation was, I wouldn't brag about my years of experience. I would brag about my specialized training and what set me apart from everybody else. Um, and, uh, and that, you know, in a major way has contributed to why strike is what it is now and why it has gained so much popularity over the last couple of months. So um, it's very, very crucial personal branding when it comes to anything. So one thing that comes up to mind, though, when you say that, did you ever have any trouble or hesitancy bragging about your, your, your skills? And some people, I asked this, some people have, are like, Nope, no problem. And then like, I know I sometimes like, oh, like I, I like you, you hold back a little bit because you're like, oh, I don't want to seem too braggy, but like, how else is someone going to know if you, if you let them know, especially if they're not, I mean, you could show them in, in, in your work, but they might not give you a chance to do the work if you don't tell them how effectively you can do it for them. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, there, there was a time where there was a little bit of hesitation as to sharing a little bit too much about my uh, training and, and, and specialties, because uh, it, it, it might come across maybe as cocky, right, to some people. And, and there's that fine division where it's like, okay, what's that level that it sounds like you're being too cocky or what's the level where you're just sharing your background? And so it, there's, there's a very gray uh, area there and, and you kind of just get better over time of how not to, not to sound too cocky, but at the same time, being able to sell your experience. And so I've gotten better at it over time. Uh, but yeah, initially I, I would hesitate a lot to, to just share to people some of that experience because I was a little concerned that it would come across as cocky and that wasn't what I wanted to uh, for them to perceive 
um, you know, first time, especially that you're meeting somebody. Well, because it is so, a fine line, right? Like, it's like, mm-hmm. it's like, you don't want to be over, like, you don't want to overshare and put someone off. So you have to kind of strike a nice balance. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll jump in there for a second too, because I, I get that often too, is that, Hey, Josh, like I'm doing some good work, but I, I don't know like how to do it without sounding like I'm pumping my chest or, or just bragging. And so what I tell them is find a creative way to tell the story without saying I've got these 18 certifications, right? Maybe you outline how this one specific certification that maybe took a year, two years to get helped you to achieve a great outcome. Right. And there's all these people you can have all these acronyms at the end of your name and all, or before or whatever. But the reality is telling a story can accomplish so many things. And, and in, in the way that you tell the story could effectively show how great you are with clients, how you got the great outcome, how you arrived at, at the idea or the strategy. So to, to me, you know, yes, you want to be able to tell the, this um these stories or these outcomes or these successes that you're having, you just need to find a creative outlet for how to do it without it sounding braggadocious, right? But there's there's nothing wrong, in my opinion, with, with expressing how you feel, how you got to win, how you earned a new account, how you uh, saved somebody a ton of money on a renewal, whatever it is, whatever you consider to be a good outcome, there's always a great story that you can tell that can show so many things, right? Claims advocacy, that can show your interaction with clients, your willingness to think outside the box, to get wins, to get successes. I think it's all in the delivery of how you do it. Because a post that says, I've got 18 certifications, I'm listing them all right here. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. But if you, if you, again, if you specifically stated how that one certification, that one training, that one instructor, that one, whatever it is, how that contributed to the win that you've got, you are basically selling yourself on so many different levels without sounding like you're selling. You're telling a story. And in doing so, that brand, you're starting to build that brand where you're like, wow, this person in one eloquent post told me five different things when maybe they were just trying to tell me one. They just wanted to tell me how cool it is that they've got these certifications or whatever that thing is. But yeah. the delivery of it is so important. And that takes some finessing, that takes some crafting, but also that takes you doing it. That takes you doing it to realize, hey, that yeah. worked or that didn't. Or, hey, I got some negative feedback on that. Or this one got really good feedback. And so I, I think part of it is it's going to be trial by, you know, trial um, trial and error. But most of it is just freaking activity. You just got to get out and you got to do it. And then you build on the response and you can, you know, field some, uh, put some feelers out there. Hey, was this good? Was this not? Don't always judge it on likes or comments or, you know, reposts and things like that. But did you feel good about that? And did that check all the boxes that you were trying to accomplish with that post or with that brochure or that email? And if so, then you're winning and your, your, your branding is getting out there. And, and if you, and if you do it well, then you'll be able to tell people five different things yeah one story and and josh josh brings up a, a good point of uh the importance of being able to incorporate that experience uh, maybe in just a typical discussion maybe with a client right and i do that often rather than sitting there and saying hey look we're the best because look i have all these 15 you know certifications that that may sound cocky and that may not 
come across as, as too well. Uh, but if you sit down there and you're doing, let's say, a claims review, and they're talking about how these medical providers are giving them headaches and how they believe that they're all working together. Well, the way I incorporate my past experience, I say, hey, look, uh, it's interesting that you mentioned that when I used to work for the Los Angeles Major Medical Fraud Task Force, this is what we were seeing. And it, it's, it looks very similar to what you just pointed out and blah, 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 blah. So I just incorporated the fact that I was part of this specialized team, this task force, without actually just bringing it up like that and just listing it there. And now they know, oh, shoot, he was part of the specialized team. He knows what he's talking about, but you're not really putting it there in that particular way. You're incorporating that so that you can attribute how that experience makes you an expert uh, in, in whatever topic you're, you're talking about. And, and that that comes across better in my opinion um and it and it sells much better too and when it comes to personal branding so i want to back up though a little bit because you you both have established brands but you didn't start there right you started somewhere from scratch so i i'm curious to hear about like what your brainstorming or thought process was going in when you built your brand and was it that intentional or did it some of it happened accidental because I think for me I think it's, some of it's been accidental how I, I've kind of fallen into I guess what you would call my personal brand so I'm curious how, how it happened for each of each of you I'll start with you Josh yeah so I, I don't think I could have envisioned when I started on LinkedIn you know seven eight nine years ago that this is what it would have led to I think more than anything else I knew a bunch of people in the industry because I've worked at you know a handful of places and there's so many different webs of people moving around and things like this and I was always good at staying connected to people in general so I initially just saw it as an opportunity to reach out to people that I hadn't talked to in a while that were in in the professional setting right and so it started with that and then just checking in on people hey how are things going at where you're at now are you happy over there what are those accounts like um, you know, what's the, what's the day-to-day look like? Is it any different than when we work together? Uh, what kind of exciting projects are you working on? And it just kind of started with that. And then as I started to meet new people, I'm like, hey, I used to work at where you're working. Is it some, same, so-and-so, same, the same people over there, the same branch manager, same supervisor? Is that account still over there? Just those kinds of things. So it didn't start with this whole, you know, idea of I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set out to build my own personal brand. I couldn't even have uh, imagined at that time that I would be in an entrepreneurial opportunity or own you know, a couple of different companies and things like that. That just wasn't even on the radar. So it just started as a networking opportunity. I always understood the value of networking. So it started with that. But as I started to gain uh, some followers and gain, gain a, a group of people in, in my network, then I wanted to share some of the things that I was that was going on. It started with maybe just commenting on other people's posts and liking other people's posts or maybe sharing articles that I thought were beneficial. And then, and I've got a journalism background too, so that, that may have helped as well. Um, but I've got this idea of the way I write, it's kind of a little bit tighter. It's not kind of a rambling or venting. It's more just kind of tight. And, uh, and I feel like people can kind of get to it and see the point of why, why did he share this? Why did he post this? And what I would do is I would tell people why I thought this is important. Hey, this is a great article, but why? Here's a sentence or two explaining why. And I, then I would get feedback from people saying, hey, great share. I'm glad you shared this. I hadn't seen that. This was really cool, that kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh, some of these people that I've never met or some that I have met are, are thanking me for having 
sharing certain things that they didn't have access to or bring things to their attention. And then it just kind of just built from there and said, hey, maybe I should start having my own thoughts and ideas. And then as I was growing in my own career, I started to say, hey, there's other people that are having similar challenges or issues. I'm going to make a post about this. I'm going to get people's thoughts. Or, and then it just kind of just grew from there to the point where I was doing it regularly. And um, my voice started to become apparent and to, to be kind of, I guess, somewhat of what, what it is now. And then I would just get great feedback. I would go to conferences and say, hey, like, I really like that these things that you share. You think differently and it comes across and you're passionate about stuff and it comes across. And so without knowing that what recognizing what I was doing and not doing it intentionally, um, I was starting to get really, really positive feedback. And then eventually this turned into, hey, Josh, you appear to be the expert at so-and-so. I've got a question for you that can help me or my company. Can you help me with this? And then that's when the light bulb kind of went off and said, wow, this people are now starting to see me as an expert or as an industry vet or whatever you want to call it. And now people are reaching out to you to get their thoughts on things that could literally impact what, I, what I'm doing and what they're doing ultimately led to business opportunities. And that's when I recognized kind of fully harnessed um, what I was doing could directly lead to, and in some cases indirectly, lead to some new business opportunities. And yeah. that's when I started making more of an intentional um, decision to post these kinds of things, maybe change the wording or that kind of stuff. But it didn't start that way, but it grew into it. Yeah. Well, and the theme though that I, I pull out of that is that, you know, you started to get gain real traction with genuine content and you know, having thoughtful, genuine comments and then doing stuff that wasn't forced. It just flowed from you. And then that kind of developed your brand for you. How Absolutely. about you, Chris? Yeah. Uh, well, to build up on what Josh was uh, mentioning, I, I, I think personal branding oftentimes, more often than not, stars unintentionally. And then eventually it becomes intentional. Uh, once you get to the point where your personal branding is intentional, then that's what I consider the next level because now it's very targeted. Everything that you do, every post, everybody that you talk to, the way that you mention things um, or the way that you're posting, it's being intentional. And, and it's it's being done that way for a reason. Uh, and for me, it, it also started unintentionally. Um, I, I wasn't really much of the social media guy before even, you know, and uh, I was just on common platforms, but wasn't really too active on LinkedIn. Um, once I, uh, you know, left the SIU industry with, with the carriers and then uh, started my own firm, I knew I wanted to build a, a large firm. I wanted to be a national firm that everybody recognized, but I just didn't know what that looked like or how to even get there. And so I was doing a lot of non-intentional stuff, like just reaching out to people. And through that, that's how I met Josh, just reaching out. And now I, I still actually have that message. And I went back at it a couple of weeks ago and I actually uh, called Josh when I did. And then I was like, oh gosh, this was such a horrible way of reaching out to, because uh, it was very salesy and just the approach was just horrible. I mean, I would not reach out to somebody that way now. But, but, it's, but it's good to look back at how I was reaching out to people. And then during this whole process of being able to just surround myself with uh, mentors in the industry and people have been doing this uh, for some time and been able to perfect the craft of uh, personal branding like Josh and some other people in my power circle, uh, then, then obviously I, I, I present myself differently now. 
Um, but now because it's, it's intentional. And so that's, that's, if I could give advice to people out in the industry or whoever's listening to this podcast, if, if they're asking themselves like, well, how can I start being intentional with personal branding and how can I skip all those maybe months or years of being unintentional? Like, I just want to dive in, right? I just want to be intentional and I want to be on that next level. I think you can. And the way that you do that is look for those people in the industry that are very good at personal branding. They're very good at selling themselves, selling their company. Uh, They're just very creative. Get close to them and pick their brain. Just approach them and say, hey, look, I really admire what you do. Uh, You know, it, it seems like you're really good at this. Would you mind just having like five minutes so that I can just pick your brain and, and just see how I can improve my processes or or what is it that I'm not doing that maybe I should be doing? And it starts that way. And then start building that relationship with those people. Eventually, their experience is going to translate to you and you're going to avoid all those years of trying to figure it out because they've already figured it out. So use that to your advantage so you don't have to spend all those years figuring it out. And then you get to that level of being intentional. And once you become intentional, it's only a matter of what's your purpose, right? What's the reason why you want to be intentional with personal branding? Is it because you want to develop more business? Is it because you want to develop more popularly, both with your brand or, or, or your name? Is it both or is it something else? But then you're able to identify that and be very intentional uh, with your branding and, and then it's, it's just game on, you know, it just, uh, you just start seeing all the fruits that it produces. Uh, but, but you, you have to start and, yeah. and that's, that's the best thing. Pick, pick somebody's brain that's already been doing it. And that's such good advice too. And like, not only pick their brain, but like, listen to what they have to say and implement some of, some of those things that they've done in, in your own efforts. Um, right. One thing I, I, I can't move on without mentioning this when you mentioned like the getting messaging people or getting like bad messages. There is nothing I dislike more than getting messages over and over from people trying to sell me that then get re- more aggressive. And yeah. I just sit there and I'm like, if I didn't respond to your first message, yeah. do you really think that the next, the third message in which you, like it just happened the other day that someone said, "Oh, I guess you're not in, you're not interested in making more money." <laughs> and I wrote back. I actually did write back at that point, and I said, "I don't think I'm your target." Like you, and it was clear that what they were trying to sell to me was something that would would wouldn't work in a defense business model, like a defense attorney business model. They were they were yeah. looking for a plaintiff's attorney. They're trying to you know basically give me some you know funnel to to get you know personal injury type clients i was like you you spent zero time like zero even looking at anything on my profile and now have sent me multiple like aggressive messages like and within like not even like weeks apart like days (laughs) yeah yeah i i i agree i i get i get a ton of those too and and because they see us in the insurance industry or some, sometimes I get messages uh, for services that would be more targeted to a broker rather than an investigations firm, right? I have no use for their services or would even consider it, uh, but their approach is as if they're reaching out to a broker. Hey, I see you're in the insurance industry. This is what we do, X, Y, and Z. Um, I, I, I would say, I mean, I have no statistics from the top of my, my mind, but I, I 
to some degree, I guess, probably cold emailing my work at some point. Uh, if you annoy somebody so much that they're like, okay, whatever, let me, let me, let me, let me just, let's hear it. Okay, you got five minutes, let, let's hear it. But it more often than not annoys people. And, and I feel that that's probably an old way of selling or trying to gain business, but the industry has shifted. Uh, and now it's more relational and, and it's more personal branding and people knowing who you are. I mean, sometimes people would just do business with you just because they like you as a person. Right. And so, and so um, that's, that's things that, that, you know, I also learned through the process that I, that I often tell people to, Hey, do your research very well on who your prospects are. And rather than just reaching out to them through a cold email or a call and trying to sell them something, don't, don't sell them anything for at least a couple of weeks or a couple of months, don't sell them anything, contact them and try to add value, find ways yes. to add value to them, value, value, value over and over and over and over again. Don't ask for anything in return, just add value as much as you can. Worst thing that can happen is if they don't do business with you, oh, well, you never try to sell them anything. You added value, you're gonna come across as a nice guy or a nice girl that just added value and they're gonna look up to you. Right. But a lot of times people are going to be like, hey, this person's just been adding a lot of value to me without asking for anything in return. And you know what? We just came across a claim that we need a defense attorney. We need a, 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 a PI firm. Let's give them a shot because, you know, they, they've been uh, helping us out without asking for anything. Now let's let's help them out. And you're building that relationship. And then the next step is actually, uh, you know, kicking it out of the park and actually showing them that you have good work product and that's you know above their expectations and then you earn yourself a client and then you just keep building on that relationship and that's how you learn those long-term uh earn those long-term relationships with clients but it, it all starts with adding value and then building upon that relationship with more value um not just trying to sell them something yeah. i couldn't agree more i also feel like when you go like overkill on the sell or the attempt to sell it comes off desperate versus yeah. and then you can't help but like well the other individuals probably thinking like well like like do they really need the like work that bad that you know and it like when they smell the desperation it's like weakness and you know yeah you don't it makes people wonder like hey maybe they're not really doing a good job and that's the reason why they're so desperate for work right that that might be the perception and that's that's another part of personal branding the perception Right. What you believe and what you try to convey, it's different than what people are going to perceive of you or your brand. And so that's where being very intentional with how you present things, how you present yourself and your company, it matters because that's the perception that they're going to they're going to perceive. Uh, and that perception becomes a reality at some point. It becomes people's reality when they think of it so much. Eventually, they believe it. And, and so, and so that, that matters what they're perceiving. And so if you're, you're right, you're coming across as very salesy, then people might just wonder like, Hey, why are they being so pushy? Is it because nobody else is really working with them? And if that's the case, is it because maybe they just don't really have a good work product and that's why they don't work with them. <laughs> um, and so that may even cause that person to even just block you because they just don't want to listen to you yeah so. I, I do that i i've definitely blocked people on linkedin when i get those repeated messages i'm like nope i i, I don't even just let it go to spam i don't even want to see them <laughs> yeah yeah well i mean josh like mentioning back right where, where i said that i when i initially reached out to josh and it was more like uh 
Hey, Josh, I see you're like uh, everywhere in the work comp industry. You know, everybody knows you, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I would love my company to do work for you. And it was just very salesy, very like straightforward. And I remember Josh, uh, Josh's response. It was, I can't remember the exact phrase, but it was something like, good post, uh, stay in touch, something like that. And then I was like, dude, didn't you like read my message? I'm asking you for work. And he was just like, good post, right? Stay in touch. <laughs> but you, you was, the, the majority of people was simply just ended there. Uh, this guy is not going <clears> to <throat> give me business. We're done, right? And at that point, I realized once he did that, hey, this isn't working. This approach isn't working. Uh, maybe, okay, we'll stay in touch and we'll just see what happens. And just over the course of those months that <clears> followed, you know, talking to him and talking to more people and just learning like, hey, add value, uh, find ways to do creative things and just keep adding value to this person. Don't ask for anything in return. And I just kept adjusting my process and just doing that. And then eventually it turned into, um, you know, big returns. Um, but uh, but yeah, it, it, it started with uh, I was also one of those uh, selling people just uh, cold calling. So whoever's listening to this, if I ever send you one of those messages, delete it, send me a text and I'll message it. I'll send it back and uh, I'll give you something message. without, yeah, I'll give you something without asking for anything. In that's, that's what I do now. But, that, but there's such a valuable lesson there though, because I, I, I've been, I was there too. Like where you just, yeah. you kind of have to fail a little bit, you know, to get better. You're not going to be perfect at it. From the from the start, I think I don't yeah. I don't know anyone who is. And if but you are, I think that's kind of how you 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 tweak your 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 approach is that if you send that same message that's copy and pasted to twenty different people and nobody responds, then there's probably a reason. Maybe it's that maybe the message was too long. Maybe it was extremely salesy. Maybe you didn't clarify what your value prop is. Maybe you didn't you know show how you can actually help somebody. So like by 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 sending something to a lot of people and not getting a response, then your response is, I'm not doing something right. I need to tweak it. And so maybe you, you shorten it up. Maybe you focus in on one thing. And, uh, and my big thing is, uh, I always tell people, look, my job is to make you look like a rock star, point blank, period. That's, that's my job is a rock star maker. I need to make you as the risk manager or the claims manager, whoever it is, I need to make you look like a rock star. I need to do my job to save you money, to close more claims, to reduce reserves, whatever the, the objective is, that's my job. And so then I'll find out a way to get there and I'll show you exactly how I do it. But that's what I do. And, yeah. and, when, and when you're able to kind of drill down, oh, okay, well, I need to hear more because nobody's ever reached out to me making me want to be a rock star. What do you do? And we can kind of go from there. But if you send the same kind of templated salesy approach, and I've been in the industry 22 years, and I've done this, and I've been here, and I've been there, and I've done great for a lot of clients, just like you. That's the same That's thing that they're going to get 10, <laughs> 20 other yeah. times that month. Nobody wants to hear that crap. Yeah. The one out of 100 times when they literally are dealing with that exact scenario, they'll respond, but everybody else is not even going to open or maybe even respond. So that's yeah. oftentimes the, the, the failure in by way of no responses. That's how you figure out what's working. And if you drill down on this rock star approach or whatever it is that you're expert in or, you know, whatever that one thing is that's short and you get 50% responses, then, hey, this is resonating. Let me build on that. And then you kind of figure out what works and what doesn't. And then you start to, you know, you start to work harder at the things that are working. And then 
you kind of hone your approach. And then, you know, as you get yeses or feedback, that's visual and, and physical confirmation sometimes that it is working. And that's where you yeah. need to kind of go with that sure. approach. Here's one thing that I want to mention really quick that that I think people should always keep in mind and in, in, in it goes back to uh, people remember service long after they forget your name or long after they forget, let's say that business name, right? You go to that restaurant and when you arrive, the valet guy just opens the door. Hey, welcome here. You know, the, and they give you this excellent service months after you forget about the restaurant name, but you don't forget about the service. Oh man, what was that restaurant? The service was just so great. Their approach, their friendliness and everything, right? It works the same way when you approach somebody personally. When you approach them with great service, meaning adding value to them and, 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 and just uh, your approach is very friendly and just adding value, they're going to remember that long after they probably even remember your name. And so... And so that's, I think that's a crucial part of, of personal branding and whether it's you're trying to build upon your career, uh, you're a newer entrepreneur and you're trying to grow your business, whatever the situation is, is focused on adding value always and finding ways for people to look good, finding ways for them to rise to the top and find ways to help them do that. They're going to remember you much longer uh, than just sending a, a cold message and, uh, right. you know, trying to sell them something. Um, and people appreciate that. They appreciate that when, when you just try to help them with not, no expectation, and not, not an ex, uh, nothing, expecting nothing in return from <clears throat> them. Uh, and then they find ways to try to do the same thing with you. Um, but, but that's something that's built upon over time. It may happen within three weeks. It may happen after two years. You know, and if and, and it's just something that that you just you just have to do, you you have to build it into your daily life. You have to do it unconsciously and just try to add value to people. Don't try to sell them nothing. And uh, at the end of the day, they don't do business with you. Oh, well, you know, you still made a connection and, and, and they still know who you are and, and you can just continue doing the same. Yeah, that that's one thing I, I see come up a lot, too, is the expectation for immediate results and then immediate and then frustration when it doesn't happen and yeah. it, it's something like I I talk to people a lot about because I'm like well if the expectation is for immediate results you're always going to end up disappointed and, and that's not why you should be doing this looking for an immediate yeah. yes uh, and again that also goes to the desperation factor right if you're it because it, it shows if you're disappointed that you don't get an immediate result then that that, that you could feel that energy, you know, and then it just feels like you're doing everything for the wrong reasons. Like you're not doing it to actually help anyone. You're doing it to help yourself. And, and then yeah. it come, your whole message becomes just, just like disingenuous. So it's like, you kind of have to change your mindset. Like it's, you, you shouldn't expect overnight results. You, sh you probably shouldn't expect results for a year, you know, or, or more. You just have to consistently put, add the value out there. And, you know, that's, that, that's where you will see the fruits of your labor. And I think it's it's okay to have the expectation that you may want, not, not, not always, but that you may want something out of that effort, right? Okay, this is a good business prospect for me. Eventually, I would like to earn their business. And it's okay for you to maybe have that goal. But your approach is different. Now it's like, okay, I want to add value to them as much as I can so that I can earn 
their business and they can trust me over time rather than just expecting them because I bought them lunch, just expecting them to, to send me files next week. Um, and, and that happens a lot, uh, I would say, with, with my generation and, and just a lot of people in the industry that they want results like this and they don't want to put the work over time. Um, you, you, you just have to. It's, it's just one of the things that, uh, like I mentioned earlier, you want to skip the initial trying to figure it out and be more intentional with personal branding. Find a power connector in the industry, approach and pick their brain, and that's how you skip that. But when it comes to uh, once you're intentional, when it comes to building that trust with people, you can't really, there's not really a magical uh, way of just skipping that. It's just going to depend with that particular person. And you're just going to have to keep building upon that trust. Uh, eventually, if it turns out into a business opportunity, great. Uh, and if it doesn't, oh, well, you know, you just, just keep doing it and just keep adding value. And, and, and that's how people are going to perceive you in the industry. Um, and, and that's a good spot to be in, uh, in my opinion. So, you know, something I wanted to bring up though is, um, the, having the ability to pivot because they like, I, and I think we all got struck with this, like, look, when, when COVID first happened, we all had, were forced to pivot and it included and in how you branded yourself, how you marketed, how, how you tried to generate business, you know, and I, I, and I think it's no different now, you know, whatever, you know, Josh is doing and Chris that you're doing now, you might have to pivot in the future to, to, you know, adjust to the changing marketplace and to potential client needs and this and that. So what is your advice uh, to, as to uh, how to figure out how to pivot your branding as necessary? So what I would say on that is I would absolutely agree with the, um, with the idea that, that those that, um, were well-connected or that had good relationships and good network and good personal branding, those are the people that won during COVID. When the world was shut down and the year and a half, two year, just kind of fogginess, the, the, the folks that didn't have relationships that were in a new business development role or marketing role or, you know, um, where it was important for them to be, to have contacts, to get new opportunities, those people struggled. If your whole um, model was built around taking people out to lunch and that's how you close business, there was nowhere to go. Yeah. Right. Were you going to be a DoorDash guy? And, 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 <laughs> that, and that wasn't, that just wasn't going to happen. Right. So um, the folks that had a personal brand built up, you didn't need that. Hey, I'm going to go out to, uh, to lunch to go meet somebody. They already knew who you were, whether they actually you had met them or not. And so, you know, I like to use the analogy that I start on second base because of the platform that I have and the familiarity that people have with me. I don't start at, you know, uh, at the plate with a zero, zero count. I'm already on second base. People already know kind of, they feel like they know me. They feel they know my approach. They know my passion, my background, those things, my, my thoughts on certain, you know, and, and certain takes on, on different, you know, industry, um, you know, topics. And so they, they've already kind of made up their mind, um, I'd like to work with this guy, but maybe you just have to figure it out. So when you reach out, it's not, hey, this is Josh. This is what I do. It's like, yeah, I got that part. Let's figure out how we can make something happen, where the magic is. Let's figure out what, what the lane is and let's go for it. So the people that had that personal branding during COVID, those are the people that went on offense. It's the people that needed to reach out or relied on a conference or relied on 
emails and all the just physical contact, those are the people that were struggling because now, now what do I have to do? So you absolutely have to pivot and having a personal brand makes that so much easier because now your, your pivot goes from, you know, being a person or being a conference or, you know, to, to Zoom or whatever it's going to be. But if you have that base already, then it's just a matter of figuring out, okay, which way do I, which way do I pivot? How do I do it? And then yeah. I go for it. And, and, and those people were way better positioned to succeed than someone that hadn't been established, that didn't have a LinkedIn presence, that didn't have a website, all those other things. Who are you? You're reaching out to me. Who are you? I don't know you. And no, I don't want to meet because I, I don't know what you're about and I can't meet. So yeah. no, but the people that, that had that personal brand, I felt like were way better positioned to set a meeting, to get a new opportunity, to close business, those kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I agree. I mean, Josh mentioned something very important, which is personal branding is going to allow you to start in second base. And that by far, right, it already eliminated the whole process of this is who I am. This is what my business is. This is what we offer. This is it, it eliminates all that stuff. And, and usually on first base is where a lot of people get stuck and the process terminates there. They never make it to second base. And when you're very good at personal branding and you leverage that, you star on second base. And, and, and I have a very good example. Josh and I recently went to a conference in Vegas, uh, National Work Com Conference. And, and there was this law firm that just uh, uh, approached me. I, I've never met them before. Uh, I, I, have, I had heard their name around because they're, they're, they're a reputable law firm too here in California. And, uh, and they just knew who I was. I had never met them before, but they just approached me and say, hey, you're Chris, you're that young uh, uh entrepreneur of the century that's how they <laughs> described it right and I'm like uh yeah I guess and uh it was flattering obviously when people just approach you and they say that uh but at the end of the conference it turned to hey you know what we've been discussing over the the last couple of days of the conference we're just gonna send all of our business to your firm 100 just because we we really align with your values with your company everybody talks good about strike and we just want to do business with you at no point I asked, I approached them asking them for their business. No point themselves, they came to me and said, they, and they said, we want to do business with you. Obviously, every, all of us know as entrepreneurs and everybody that has a, a business that that is a much better approach, a much better position to be in rather than you approaching them. Because uh, now they're the ones wanting to do business with you. You're not asking for it. Um, so that's the benefit of personal branding. And when things start changing, right, because things will change. That's just naturally going to happen in the industry. LinkedIn is the big thing right now. Who knows? Maybe uh, in, in, in like five years, we're, we're going to have to be communicating through TikTok, right, and doing some dancing videos. And that's how we're going to do business proposals. But we're just going to have to pivot to that. And so that goes with being open-minded as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as, as just somebody trying to develop their career, be open-minded to change and see how you can adapt to that change so that you can stay up to date on those trends. If you build a mentality that, no, we've been doing it this way for the last 30 years, therefore, we're just going to do it this way, eventually, you're going to suffer personally and professionally because people don't want to be dealing with the old school way they want to be moving forward as technology and everything else develops so you need to be that person that's open-minded and it's willing to welcome that change uh to to stay on top of things yeah and I, and i just wanted to uh add on to the starting on second base like because you, you mentioned the conference made me think of this i i did this podcast from a conference 
oh, I guess it was last week or the week before. And I had many people come up being like, who hadn't been on the podcast. I didn't even know we're tuning in. And they're like, oh, I'm a fan. And I was like, yeah. and, and that, I mean, first of all, it's awesome. Um, and I'm just like so happy that to hear people t- like tuning in and listening and like, but also it was like, oh yeah, I'll sit, I'll sit down for a mini episode because I already know what you're all about. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. So it's, it's that, uh, uh, it's that benefit that comes with uh, personal branding, right? That now people are approaching you rather than you approaching them. Uh, and for a good reason, you know, you're putting content out, you're putting your own personal opinions out there. People align with it. Some people don't. Some people are going to hate you for it, but that's okay. That's just the, how the world is. And uh, But the majority of people are going to align with, with uh, your beliefs and how you are as a professional. And they're going to try to find ways to work with you for those same reasons. Um, and, and that's good because those are the, the business relationships that are going to last longer because it's not just the business that was determined over just buying them a meal. It's determined based on values, based on just they align with your visions, with your mission and, and, and you to align and, and, and you share that and, and that goes a longer way. I think, too, just like your willingness to put yourself out there, do a podcast, get these people on, all the hustle that it takes to even coordinate this, put it together, put it out, you know, publish it, you know, market it once uh, once it's complete. All of that tells me a lot as um, as someone that would need a service is, hey, if she's willing to do all of these things, then she's got to be a rock star because, you know, she's she's hustling. She's smart enough to be well connected. She's asking smart questions. And, uh, and, and she likes, she's nerdy because she likes doing all these kind of things. Like that's the kind of, that's the, without thinking of it, your personal brand is you're telling anybody that's listening, you're telling them so many things just by having a freaking podcast. Right. Yeah. And because yeah. like that in of itself is like, you're willing to put yourself out there. You're willing to do all these things <clears throat> to go above and beyond, to stay consistent. You're telling people about how you likely do work without even talking about a single file. Like there's so much that people can glean from this that they can then say, wow, or they can extrapolate. If she's willing to do all these things and go above and beyond and stay consistent and all the things that we talked about, then she's got to be freaking awesome at what she does. So even though you're not here spending an hour talking about a single file, people can gather from listening about what you're about. And even, even if they don't listen to the whole thing, just the fact that they see you consistently putting these podcasts out saying she's going for it. She doesn't care what the reception is or if people like it or don't like it. She's going for it and she's freaking doing it. And that says a lot about your personality, your work ethic, and a lot of other things without even having to talk about it. That's, <laughs> I think, in a nutshell, the power yeah. of personal branding. You can yeah. do all these things without bragging about yourself. But what you're doing subliminally, people are saying, She's freaking good at what she does and all that you're telling a bunch about yourself without even talking about yourself. And that I think is, is really, really what personal branding is about. And it compliments, it compliments when you're, when you're selling the idea or trying to convey the idea that you're a service partner rather than a vendor, right? Because a vendor, it's somebody that just gives you a service, collects their money and they're done, right? They don't go above and beyond uh, to do more to try to obviously add value and, and benefit whoever they're providing the service for. And, and when you're a service partner, you often, more often than not, you go above and beyond. And sometimes some of this stuff 
you may not build for it, but you just go above and beyond because that's just who you are as a person. That's who you are as a business. And that behavior reflects itself with your personal branding. Hey, if you're willing to carve out uh, two, three hours a day, um, every single day to uh, keep, stay consistent with your personal branding, nobody's paying you for that. You're not making any money out of it, but you're still making the time to do that. That complements that behavior and further reinforces that you are the type of firm, you are the type of business that goes above and beyond because you're not looking at the decimals per hour or every hour. You're just looking at the bigger picture stuff. And look, we're going to do this because this is what's going to add value. And this is what's going to be good for this particular file, per se. Um, and, and that directly you know, reflects on all the effort of, of doing all that personal branding without really, uh, I guess, uh, getting paid for it in a way. Well, and, and one thing that comes up a lot, or I notice a lot, is you have to be willing to get a little uncomfortable and maybe go outside your comfort zone a little bit, because no change comes from doing the same thing you've always done over and over, and you're right. really not going to, nothing's going to happen that way. So if you got to push, push outside your comfort zone a little bit, you know, and I, I share this all the time. I mean, I when I, I first started engaging on LinkedIn and posting videos, I, I put, I wrote a book about, or a chapter in a book about it. Like I was terrified. I was like, who is going to want to look at my face and listen to me talk about something and listen to my voice. And it was terrible. Like, I mean, I was, it, it was not terrible, but I was so uncomfortable with it. And it wasn't until after I did it a few times that I was like, it's not so bad. And the same thing came with, with this podcast. I was like, Oh, who's going to want to listen to me talk, you know? <laughs> and then, you do it after a while. You're like, it's, it's like second nature. I used to get all nervous and write all these notes and outlines and all this. And I'm like, now I'm just coming in for a conversation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Josh, Josh described that when, when we, uh, when we, uh, uh, were, when we spoke at the rims conference recently, somebody, uh, from the audience asked a similar question. Hey, what if you're an introvert or what if you're not too used to being out there? How do you surpass that? And how do you get to the point of just putting yourself out there, right? What if I'm not comfortable enough to make a post about my opinion and let everybody see it? Uh, then how do you how do you get to that uh, uh, level? Um, one, I think the audience people on LinkedIn, they're always ready for it. The ones that are not ready for it is us, right? We need to develop ourselves mentally. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's, that's the biggest step. But uh, it, was, uh, it was mentioned about just liking and commenting on other people's posts. Hey, like and comment, you know, start like that. Maybe if you have some sort of uh, uh, question or some sort of, uh, I guess, uh, topic that you want to post out there, but you don't want to be too uh, assertive about it, that it would sound like it's your personal opinion, turn that into a question. I remember that's what Josh said. Turn it into a question and get and ask people for their, their feedback. Hey, what, what do you guys think about this? And, and, and you're kind of <clears throat> indirectly mentioning that, but it's, you're not making it yours at that point. And so people start giving you their opinion and you just kind of work your way up there until you're mentally ready to now okay this is what i believe in and, and this is what i stand for and boom i'm just gonna post it and uh and just put it out there um but but it is a process uh more mentally than not yes. uh to, to get there it, it sure is it's definitely some mental gymnastics yeah <laughs> and <my> mindset <laughs> gymnastics i think it's like getting yeah. out of your own way yeah um and i i would say for for me that'd be the best piece of advice i would give to anyone is like 
just stop talking yourself out of it and get out of your own way. <laughs> like the only one overthinking this is you. <laughs> yeah, you you can't expect you can expect results out of the circle if you don't step out of the circle. Yes. Right. So you you have to step out and uh, and if you don't step out, well then just don't complain <clears throat> about not really getting the results and or that career uh you know promotion or that business development if you're just not stepping out of it you know it's it's okay i mean there people are extroverts people are introverts some people are more outgoing than others uh some people can talk for hours like josh and i and and you know and, and obviously you're very good at, at uh at communicating too some people are just too shy and they won't they can't even turn on their camera because it would just make them really anxious but everybody has to start somewhere and so the importance is wherever you're at in that spectrum, just take that step and take it at whatever pace works for you, but just take the step to start. Because if you don't do that, well, we're almost at the end of the year already. And I remember that we just had this conversation about let's crush 2022. And it feels like it was probably a couple of weeks ago. And we're going to probably plan let's crush 2023 coming in here pretty soon. Yeah. And so for anybody that wasn't willing to take that step, well, guess what? The year is almost done. So you're already a year out. Now let's see next year what happens, right? And that's gonna continue moving forward if you just don't take that step. Take it now, a year or two from now, you're gonna be an expert in it. So uh, it's just, it's uh, that's how things develop. Well, it, one thing that I, I wanted to add just about my, myself personally, like doing, interacting with people like, like this one-on-one -on -one or asking questions and listening and stuff comes very natural to me and it's very comfortable. However, like at a bigger thing, like at a conference, when I walk into a big room, that is so overly intimidating to me because I'm like, I, I feel so, I don't know how to go up to some stranger and start talking to them. It feels so awkward and, and just... It's, awkward it's just awkward for me and this is just for, is much more comfortable because I feel like I can actually have a real conversation with someone rather than like awkwardly walking up like a, so how's the cheese you know <laughs> it's, it's not yeah. not good at that <laughs> so my point is finding something that like works for for you and 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 just how you best interact with with people in a genuine way and it takes some trial and error to figure that out too um, and you have to not be scared to do it a little wrong to find, find the right. Yeah, totally. I agree with that. Josh, do you have any closing pieces of advice for, for someone just trying <clears throat> to get started in their branding? I would say, just do it. Just, just don't worry about what people think, get out there, do it, find, um, through the course of this, you know, trial and error, you're going to figure out what your voice is. You're going to figure out what, you know, what, uh, you feel comfortable sharing, where you want to put yourself out there, what's working for you, what's not. And, uh, but you just have to do it and you will reap the benefits. They won't be immediate as we talked about earlier, but over the course of time, there will be a cumulative effect and it will absolutely help out with whatever your goal is. If it's growth, if it's, um, you know, reputation, if it's new business opportunities, your next job, whatever it's going to be, that will get there so long as you put in the work you build that network and, uh, and you build up that following. So just get out there and do it. And don't worry about what people think. Don't judge what, your, um, what you get out of it by likes and comments and shares and reposts. That doesn't matter. In the early stages, you have to know that this is a long-term um, uh, trajectory 
And that uh, so long as you are being you and sharing your authentic and you know personal self, what you uh, what the perception will be from others is uh, it'll shine through. And just work on the messaging, working on relaying it, and uh, and it'll 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 definitely be worth it in the long run. Yeah, I think that that's a really good point to take home. Um, so. You know, I want to thank you both for for coming on and joining joining me to talk about you know personal branding and taking the first step. And you guys, both <laughs> of you have done accomplished so much with your your businesses, and you both are just putting yourselves out there. Um, so I encourage anyone listening who doesn't know how to start, like just reach. I'm, I'm going to invite them to reach out to Josh and Chris, and you know, pick yeah. their brain. I mean, just like Chris said, like ask questions. Like they both put themselves out there, um, and you know are really successful at it. So I encourage anyone who doesn't know what to do or, you know, even if you're not in the business development, you know, your field is not into business development. Like it just, it's still, you can build a brand and put yourself out there and, you know, and it, it, it always helps whether you're looking for thinking about maybe career changes or promotions or this or that, like it, it, I think it works in all sorts of um, environments. So I encourage everyone to reach out to Josh and Chris and pick the rain. You pick the rain to me too, but they're probably better. <laughs> every job, every job is a sales job. We're reading that, and uh, we're going to be talking about it in the book club. So and that translates to personal branding. So whether they, like you said, whether they are in business development or not, whether they're an entrepreneur or maybe just a. Uh, you know, or, or, or they're not maybe a claims examiner, risk manager, whatever the situation is, you still need to understand personal branding and how to leverage it to be able to sell yourself because that's what's going to allow you to get those increases, those promotions, that next opportunity. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's crucial to growth. So, you know, thank you, Josh and Chris, for joining me again today. If you could just let everyone know where, how they could find you so they can ask you those burning questions that they may have about personal branding or whatever else they might want to ask you. <laughs> yep, absolutely. No, absolutely. Um, Josh Diggs, you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, email is jdiggs, D-I-G-G-S, at modernrain, R-E-I-G-N, dot com and my cell phone because i'm crazy and i put on linkedin i'm crazy like that 714-200-4125 yep and uh chris gutierrez you can also find me on linkedin uh my email chris c-h-r-i-s at strike inv so s-t-r-y-k-e-i-n-v as in victor dot com and uh and i also put my cell phone out there uh so uh 323-203-4329 so call me text me um just don't call me don't facetime me at two in the morning i'll probably be knocked out at that time but uh other than that i'll i'll answer any other time yeah and, and you can call them about you know that their car warranty running out too they appreciate oh yeah yeah <laughs> totally yeah yeah <laughs> well for everyone listening of course as always if you like what you hear please like and subscribe to the defense never rest you can find us on apple Podcasts as well as tdnr podcast on youtube